Watched the outbreak last night. Betsy, that little monkey, she caused a lot of damage over there on, on Netflix. I don't know why, like, I don't know why I watched it, though. Because there's a lot of coronavirus fears going yeah, on. Yeah, like the truth and reality blending into each other. Like watching Jaws before you go to the beach or something. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Have you seen that movie? Jaws? Outbreak? No, I've not seen Outbreak. So in Outbreak, it, it tries to follow like that action movie template of a... Uh, like there's a big helicopter ch- it, the plot's absolutely ridiculous but it, in summation they're going to bomb this town at the end to contain the virus outbreak which doesn't really make sense cuz the virus is supposed to be so like virulent it's all throughout the US but they're going to bomb this town and do it but then they get like the serum to cure it and they bring it to the town so they can't bomb the town cuz wow. it would destroy the serum <laughs> that's a genius plot I have to say watch it it's on Netflix it's on Netflix okay stock is up on Netflix well, my magic bands came too for Disney well congratulations so you're gonna get out there <laughs> don't know and go to a big giant I mean I thought they had shut some Disney down but I guess not uh, they have like in overseas they have okay I think France are you guys gonna wear open. masks I don't know if I'm gonna go I mean like every time we do it with a truck and we do this twice a week Mondays and Fridays it seems like this is just like the creeping death. It gets like it, we just have the, the death over the weekend. Go. You should just go bravely. Just like they might be canceled on. over the weekend. A bunch of conferences got canceled. So uh, I don't know. What would you do if we all got quarantined? If we all got quarantined? Yeah, um, I would. I'd probably just like hang out and play bass and like live stream it with, you know, my deluge synth. Yeah. And, like create like a virtual conference. I oh, mean, yeah. concert. Concert. Not, I would... Uh, not a conference. I would watch The Witcher, finally. And maybe I've, Game of I've, Thrones. I've played The Witcher. It's pretty fun. Well, that's like 90 hours of play, right? <laughs> I haven't played the whole thing. All right. Well, I we got, got killed a... by some level 27 dwarves. We'll still be able to do this, probably. Even if we're not in the same room, we could probably okay, do it. Okay, yeah. yeah we, we no, could do there the you're truck. thinking. I think this show is kind of immune. We could have remote guests. There you're thinking. Cover the news. And uh, help pay our sponsors, right? Or get paid by them. This episode is brought to you by Redwood Logistics, a leading logistics platform company whose diverse solutions portfolio includes digital freight brokerage, flexible freight management, and innovative platform services that simplify the integration of disparate supply chain technology. Redwood connects its diverse rooster of customers to the power of supply chain management technology and the industry's brightest minds. Technology and the industry's brightest minds. For more information, tell them, Chad. Redwoodlogistics.com. And now for some headlines. Woo! All right. What's in the headlines? Oh, not good. I don't know why I get excited before the headlines because they're usually not good, right? Here's. Canadian oil patch trucking shutdown. Dalmac Energy shutdown. Dalmac Energy shut down on January 27th when a court appointed receiver assumed control of the company. It's set to push them into bankruptcy on Thursday. Dalmac has about 60 power units and 70 to 90 employees, mostly drivers. At one point, they had up to 200 power units. They serve the oil and gas sector and an array of uh, equipment to support operations and wells and other sites. And, Chad, they canceled Sarah, which is the oil and gas conference, over the weekend, too. That was, I believe, another another one run by IHS, which also does TPM. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the CEO, John Babick, said the shutdown was effectively forced by its bank, which pulled its operating line of credit, Dalmac had gotten a hit in the fall as the oil sector put a pause in new investments ahead of the federal election. Babbick says 
The company was seeing an uptick in business and felt they could ride this out or at least sell intact, but they had been downsizing, as you were just pointing out, Dooner. Mm-hmm. He blames the larger issue on struggles of Canada's oil patches pipe decline. Yeah, a bit more on the operations. Their specialty was hot oiler units, which heat up oil to dissolve blockages. Remaining tractors and equipment will be sold off in the spring. Babic said it's very unfortunate what happened, but it is what it is. He's in acceptance. I we guess. have a lot of not denial. Last week we read another shutdown, and the guy also kind of did a throw in the towel type statement. It is what it is, and it's unfortunate. And I think things are maybe getting worse, and I hope not. But especially in that oil sector, things oh, are, the futures aren't looking great. Yeah. Uh, in other headlines, DHL ditches last mile electric van project. Oh, yes, too bad. Deutsche Post DHL Group said it will no longer be seeking a buyer for its street scooter business and will instead wind down production of the vehicles. Street street scooter acquired by DHL in 2014 makes electric delivery vehicles. DHL was initially attracted to the startup because it couldn't find an electric vehicle. It felt met its delivery requirements. But in May uh, 2019, DHL announced it would seek a buyer for the unit. Uh, in its earning release on February 28th, the company said it would just no longer even pursue that path. Yeah, here was uh, Frank Appel, CEO of uh, Deutsche Post DHL, said, Thanks to our street scooter, we have one of the biggest electric delivery fleets in the world and have made significant contributions to the development of e-mobility. The release said that street scooter would concentrate on the operations of their current fleet of e-vehicles. Ruben Shreven said, uh, lead analyst for the electric trucks and market research, said that DHL, they found it difficult to grow any share. So they got up to a certain amount of fleets and they just couldn't make it any bigger. Yeah. Uh, a number of factors. Oh, hey, everybody, uh, you're up here on the LinkedIn. So if you want to comment, feel free. Love and to know I've where you're from. Facebook pulled up as well. A number of factors have contributed to the demise of street scooter, he said. Firstly, there was a significant decline in the growth of the European light-duty electric truck market, which only grew by just over 15% in 2019, compared to more than 40 in 2018. Secondly, street scooter was looking to tap into the Chinese market. However, the Chinese light-duty electric truck market has contracted contracted significantly due to fears that the Chinese government will phase out subsidies after 2020. Competition from Arrival and Rivian also impacted sales of street scooter vehicles in Europe. But there are, for the time being, about 10,000 street scooters on roadways today. I guess if you like e-mobility and, and that development, not necessarily a terrible story because it just means that there's a lot of people entering that space. So yeah. there's some nice build-out. It's not that the economy there has completely crashed. That is a good point. Yep. Patrick Murray, he says he's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Steve Madden, Crocs. You are a pair of Crocs? You are Crocs? Uh, no, Luke Guthrie says DHL sucks poor management. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Everyone's got an opinion. Yep. Steve Madden, Crocs, and fashion retailers feeling the impact of coronavirus. A lot of this stuff started to hit our shores. We talked about this a month ago and how the, the slowdowns at getting back into factories I know it takes a bit for it to hit our stores, but we were symptomatic, right? Walking around, you had the walking flu at that point, and now it's actually really hitting the retail supply chain as it, yes. as it develops. Steve Madden Crocs, not immune to it. As fashion brands, they sell with these limited windows. They're racing to stock their shelves. Profits are getting just er- eradicated. Eradicated? Eradicated? Eradicated. <laughs> you just made up a new word. Because uh, they're forced to ship their goods via airplane, which is the, the most expensive way to do it, just to hit these. Because fashion, like... I read some statistic that it loses like 85% of its value within a month. Oh. It's worse than like driving the car off the lot. The second you wow. use yeah. pair of shoes of no value 
or even shoes that are outside of season. Uh, it said even the factories that are open are not operating at their normal predict productivity. Steve Madden CEO Edward Rosenfield said on a conference called Thursday, adding that only about two to two-fifths of its Chinese factory workers have returned to the manufacturing floors. This is obviously a very fluid situation, but they're continuing to look at it, and production delays should be at least another three weeks. But it's not just orders, and the shares are also bearing the brunt of the burden. Shares in Crocs plummeted nearly $10 from $35.66 on Monday to $25.66 by Friday. Steve Madden's stock dropped another 6%. Steve Madden is saying that ocean delays have disrupted spring and summer stocks, and much higher cost airfare will be necessary to get goods to shelves in the U.S. Yeah, China, Nike, Madden, and others are already experiencing slowed foot traffic, no pun intended, right. due to the outbreak. This echoed the sentiment of brands like Cole Han and consumer package good giant Procter & Gamble, which recently said that the outbreak in China could affect the supply of over 17,600 products. Cole Han said recently that even less than 15% of its shoes and handbags are made in China, but it's still going to infect 17,000. So think of the ones that are, right? Corona disruptions will be significant, Cowan & Co. analyst Joe Kernan said in a report on Thursday. He cut his profit estimates on companies like Nike, Adidas, and Lululemon. Not Lululemon. Patrick Murray says he ordered an outfit from an Easter outfit. I wonder what that looks like. He ordered an Easter outfit from, from Amazon three weeks ago. It was showing Amazon Prime the day before he bought it, but now it won't get here till April 8th. When is Easter this year? April 12th. All right, so still in time, late. but yeah, he's getting a little nervous. Late this year. Sweating that East, those pastels. I wonder what he got. What'd you get, Patrick? David Chamel says, uh, eradicate should be a real world. I agree. And Darrell Rivers says he's calling in from Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo! Home of Ric Flair. All right, let's call Jamin Alvarez. He is over in Long Beach at that canceled TPM conference. He's going to give us the word on the street. What happened? Uh, what happened there? He said people are positive. They're reading our coverage on that. Hello, friendos. Hey, my man. Jamin. How's uh, How's Long Beach treating you? It's pretty good. I'm li- I just fed the meter, so I'm not going to get a parking ticket. I'm looking at the Queen Mary. So <laughs> good timing. So you were out there. You heard you heard the news that TPM twenty, which is uh, the Journal of Commerce, is big conference. It brings over twenty four hundred people to the event. Uh, Eight hundred BCOs, a lot of delegates, a lot of Chinese people coming there. A lot of Chinese money, a lot of Asian, a lot of travel. And with the concerns going on, and the first death announced on the first U.S. death in Washington announced on. Well, Saturday, they canceled it soon afterwards. You've run into some people over there. What's the word on the street? Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, uh, a very sad, devastating uh, deal that is still developing. Um, but as far as word on the street and people that I'm running into and talking to, I think sometimes we, or at least say I, forget what a resilient and just overall positive industry we work in. Um, there's been nothing but uh, positive messages, both for the TPM 20 organizers, people really, really have seemed to respect the decision and appreciate that the decision was made with everyone's best interest at heart, not money. Um, and so that's been a really interesting thing uh, to get to learn and, and see that perspective. Any insights into like what led to the decision? They were, they were going to run with it right up until very recently. You're down there. Like uh, how did they finally have to come to the decision? And, um, you say that everyone respects the decision. Uh, do you agree with it? Yeah, I do agree with it. And uh, what's interesting is I've been bouncing back and forth between just down the road in uh, the home of Mickey Mouse, a.k.a. Anaheim. Mm. There's the uh, 
Natural Foods uh, Expo West that's set to kick off tomorrow, and they've not canceled, uh, at least, you know, as of a couple hours ago. And there's been a lot of uh, blowback, even from uh, big people like Costco, Publix. Uh, the founder of Kind, uh, kind Foods came out and said, we may need to look at having a new organizer after some oh. 20 or 30 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah so it, it, there's, it's like the act, opposite reaction. So, you know, um, hearing about PPM20, they were tracking it in real time, and there was a lot of movement in the, the, the last 24 hours before they made the decision. So it was very much a real-time uh, decision. Well, there were people and, you know, we never want anything bad to happen in this industry, even if the JOC is a competitor of ours in, in some arenas. We still think they do great ocean reporting. And we know that a lot of our friends and people in the industry are at these events. And it is not good for anyone in the business when confidence gets eroded due to disease because something like this gets canceled. But right up until the last minute, this retail one's still going, but I guess they could still cancel it because right up until the last moment, like around three o'clock on Saturday, there are editors of the JOC still posting on Twitter. Hey, we're going out here. Hey, we're looking forward to the event. We're really excited about it. And but as you just mentioned, a lot of these delegates, a lot of these powerful people's companies, and I'm not saying Costco did it, but power. There's a lot of powerful people coming from overseas that if they can't attend, they might they might be pretty upset with the conference if you have it still go on. Yeah, exactly. And that that's what I've been interested to see. Even if it could be industry specific. Uh, we in supply chain and logistics, we have to, by nature, be adaptable and nimble. And some other industries don't do as great of a job in communicating during times of change uh, or just being, taking a positive approach to change. So, Chad, so I don't... Been sort of, I'm, I'm in this unique spot. Jamin, Chad, I don't know. I, Jamin, I know you know about this, but Chad, I don't know if you know, but Brian Glick from Chain.io, he's very entrepreneuring, and I love what he did. He rounded up some of the people. He knows a lot of people have hotels. They have presentations. They're prepared to talk. So he did something very smart. Yeah. He organized a virtual panel with these people, and it's not on JOC's brand. It's on his own brand. He's hosting oh. it on Zoom, and I'm not saying he's being that much of an opportunist, but he's still he's taking advantage of a great situation and getting in front of it. But, Jamin, that brings into question contingency plans that you have to have in conferences. You invest a lot of money in marketing and all of that kind of stuff. Do you think virtual conferences are the wave of the future? I do think to some degree uh, there'll be more boutique conferences that are heavier on streaming. Uh, it actually reminds me a little bit of retail, how you're, they're having to adapt and create a bit of a more of experience for people. And the way people want to engage with, with retail is a little different. I think something similar is happening and definitely will happen with conferences. I just see from a lot of standpoints, there's the, the just people gathering together from potential uh, disease standpoint we're seeing now, but even the cost of it uh, and the, the time as we're having to, to uh, be a little more efficient and maybe cost prohibitive. It just makes sense that we leverage the technology a little bit. What Brian's doing is, is great as well. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, well, I'll also, I suppose, you know, with uh, you can't please everybody all the time. Some people are going to be angry that they shut it down. Others were going to be that if they didn't, but people are going to be coming from all over the world. So probably in this case, for this particular conference, better safe than sorry. Um, what are you going to do while you're, uh, while you're down there to make the most of your time right now, Jamin? Yeah, so I'm just getting to meet a, a lot of good people. I have a, you know, I tend to, to spend my time a little more in domestic logistics, but the supply chain people, to me, it's like the answer to the test. Like, hey, tell me what's coming down the, the pipe here. <laughs> 
And wow. what are the effects going to be of, of coronavirus? So I'm just trying to, to meet and, and talk with people because there are a lot of, a lot of good people here. A lot of the events are still going on. And, uh, uh, as far as offsite type events that were planned. So it's a real positive vibe, a lot of learning going on. Well, Jamin, let everyone that you encounter there know that what the truck and freight waves wish the best, the best, a, a, a happy and safe trip home, you know, try not to get this scary times. It's yeah. scary times, stuff like this happening. It in really is. All right, my friends. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, thank you for all you guys do. Take it easy. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Take it Jamin. easy. Wow. Scary times, man. Scary times indeed, but it sounds like... But they're not living scared. And they're not panicked. People who yeah. went there already, already they're there, right? So it's like, well, I already took the flight and everything. Our next guest is Anthony Smith. Uh, he's going to talk a little about freightonomics, how industries are moving. I know last week we saw a lot with the stock market losing thousands of points. Not good stuff. Oh, there he is. Hey! Oh, this is the oh. macro freight introduction. I like wow. it. Wow. Josh Fulton says, no, I don't think virtual conferences will overtake physical conferences anytime soon. Well, I probably not, but I think that there may be room for both. Um, I think there are natural evolution maybe of of webinars, virtual conferences where mm, multiple I, people can share ideas. Well, I've, I've seen like the people put on those VR headsets or whatever. Oh, Oh, I, I know. I mean, like for a computer. <laughs> oh, okay. But then like, Chad and I were that like, "That would be cool." Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like headset. I'm in a conference. Uh, well, Chad and I were like, you know, a, a natural extension of like those club pandas. And remember, on social networking, you had like a physical representation of yourself yeah. avatar. That it would actually make sense in a virtual conference yeah, you get scenario. An that is a creative idea, Junior. Yeah. Robert Bain says, uh, "Chicago, Illinois, is uh, watching from LFG, which means let's." I don't have my sensor button. F word, go. <laughs> all right. No. Man, all the comments happen on LinkedIn, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. where the people hang out. I uh, guess. On YouTube, we got some people, too. Um, well, Anthony. Ohio. Not Joey to, in Ohio. Not to be insensitive to the health scare and impact of it, but, but you're going to give us a vantage point of thinking about things from an economic outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't want people to be panicking, right? Right, right. That's a big thing. We don't wow. want people to be panicking and and. Because the U.S. consumer is such a big part of the U.S. economy, it's about 70% of overall GDP. We don't yes. want the consumer to get into this place of panic and and just kind of, of course, staying safe, staying healthy, but not getting in this place where we're just halting altogether. Yeah. But how do we do that when they're canceling conferences and Disneyland might not be open? Well, hold on one second, though. Josh Fulton, he says that... <laughs> He says that he is at TCA right now. It's well attended. There's a lot of... I know John Kingston's there, so if you see John Kingston... John Kingston. Hey, say hi to Johnny for the us. The legendary. The legendary John Kingston drilling yes. deep. Yes. On the floor. What, in, in this type of climate, though, he's... Yeah, he mentioned that... Does that erode housing, house buying? Do people want to settle in places? Uh, when you think the apocalypse is coming, do you want to put down uh, apocalypse bunkers or do of you want to be mobile? Yeah, you should have been prepping for this now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I I'll think. get my shovel go ready right now. Yeah, exactly. Start. Exactly. How, how many have... feet deep do you got to go to start building one of those? I don't think you can go deep enough. I mean, <laughs> oh. get a get a uh, missile silo, one of those, oh. you know, re re Live it underground. Exactly. Um, well, I think for housing, when you're looking at that, I don't think it's going to impact buying decisions too, too much. I think the bigger impact is going to be on potential building materials that may be uh, coming from overseas that might be ooh. jacked up some of those prices because we did see housing prices start to increase. Well, they've been increasing, but some of the material costs have increased last year when we had a lumber tariff yes. incident uh, with Canada and some of those building materials 
in, increased, and so that kind of bumped up some of the home prices. Well, what I saw was in freight, we're seeing the trade volumes slip to around trade war levels. And when, mm-hmm. the, when the trade war was was first taken, when the tariffs were first taking hold, which is also interesting because that those tariffs didn't go through, right. and and the virus, a lot of its perception. So how much does perception control markets? A lot, a lot. And and I think that's what we saw. So I'm, I don't follow stocks too much. I, I really lean on Seth Holm and, and Mike Bottom this a lot more for that, um, just because they are so much more intricate in their yeah. analysis with that, some of that stuff. But we can see that real time when we're looking at stocks, um, just sentiment and and fears of what's happening and the, the newest, the, the breaking news that happens and we'll see the stock market react immediately. Now it's been up so far today, I, I believe um, we've seen decent results, but a lot of it's just going to be perception. And, um, and, and that's going to be the big thing is like whether or not it, it really kind of reaches every state in the U S or does something, anything crazy. The, the fact that people are, are reacting is enough to really kind of shake things all together. I mean, perception is reality in so many ways. I mean, just think about like Dooners, you know, watching uh, Outbreak last night. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, my parents, the tourism, now that's been hit hard. Right. And my parents, though, they're going on a cruise. They're going across the Atlantic Ocean. They are going to be going to Spain. Yeah. Should they be doing, would you get on a cruise are ship they right still? now? When are they supposed to go? They're going in a couple of weeks. That's when I'm supposed to go to Disney, but who knows? Neither of us may be able to go. Yeah. You don't, don't know. know. I've never been on a cruise, but, but see, I we can don't imagine wanna... prices yeah, not being too bad right now. What do they want to go on a cruise for? I don't know. Just tell them no. I want to tell them, don't do that right now. Just like, just keep them, keep them in their face. <laughs> just like, you can't go. How old are they? They're in their mid-70s. Yeah, they don't want to be on that boat. No. Right. Anyway, so economic outlook, housing starts, consumer sentiment. We're trying to we're going to try to keep it positive. Yeah, um, we saw. So we just had consumers confidence uh, was released by the conference board. I think it was Thursday or Friday. We saw that there was a slight. It was an increase, but not an increase that people were expecting. So consumers are still positive. They're still optimistic. Good. um, Despite some of the coronavirus woes. But the thing is, is that uh, there was a cutoff date, so it didn't capture like the last two weeks where things really started to ramp up. But even with that, um, I think that I don't, we're living a weird age, Dooner, where yeah. everything is turned into a meme. I don't think people are really going to understand any kind of impact until maybe they go to purchase something. Oh, PDB, PDB, he plans to endorse Joe Biden for the Democratic presidential nominee. This just in. Interesting. Okay. And Mustafa N says, hi, guys. Mustafa from Morocco. Hey, what's on Freightonomics on Wednesday at 2 p.m.? I'm not sure. We haven't ironed it out (laughs) just yet. All right. Because Zach and I are going back and forth on what's going to be the next stepping stone because we're doing a series of building out the the freight yeah. economy. And I so, sent some uncertainty in your supply chain. So These are uncertain times. Well, thank you for joining times. us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thanks, we appreciate Anthony. it. Now it's time to talk to the girl you've been waiting for. Cassandra Gain. She's in town from Arizona. And she is she's mad. Coming in. She's going to be also talk about Freightonomics. She's going to be on Put That Coffee down at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. She's in town for the Cassandra, Carrier 411 hey. User Conference. She's got a new podcast, more freight, more problems. You hear her on the phone often on some uh, technical difficulty video, all that kind of stuff. But now she gets to hear her theme live. F you. I hate everybody. I'm the man. Yeah, there it is. Live in studio. Order in the court. Oh, speaking of TCA. This is where all the magic happens. <laughs> this is. Yes. Wow, you guys. 
Well, it is fantastic to have you here. We're making magic. And look at you're not into this virtual conference thing. You're yeah. making it happen live. Yes. Right? I love live audiences. We're going to do freight waves too. So, oh, sorry. I move around a lot. Yeah. Just talk into the mic. Talk with you, like move with your eyes. Yeah. Amateur. It's all right. Amateur. You know what you're doing. <laughs> but we're going to do uh, this week, we have Carrie for One. Carrie for One has a conference yeah. on Thursday and Friday. And then in Atlanta at Freight Waves, we're going to do, I'm going to do a little session there too. I love live audience. Now, yes. conferences are getting canceled left and right. TPM mm -hmm. over the weekend. Sarah, Facebook canceled theirs. You flew here. You traveled. What was that experience like? Does that, it, is it like a normal day? It, okay. I'll tell you that people were going a little overboard. Oh, what were I they saw. doing? Oh, on the plane? Yeah. Any masks? Yeah, there were masks. Oh. Sanit sanitizing and people talking about it. Yeah. And I normally, uh, I have like this um, Lysol wipes and mm -hmm. I normally wipe down my area on a plane because I travel oh. a lot and it's gross, guys. Yeah. Like sitting in somebody else's nastiness, but everybody was doing it. And usually I'm made fun of on the plane. Yeah. So, so those are, are some steps to take. Nutty. So that's some some steps to take if you want to travel more safely. Huh? I think it's if you don't want the flu. Yeah. In know general. What, know what really grosses me out? Sitting in someone else's like heat. Like if someone's sitting on a chair for a while or on a couch and then you sit in like their warmth. Me too. Like, me. Yeah. It, it's just, that's funny. It doesn't, that doesn't really? bother me. You like really. it? Like they no, warm it up for you? It's not that I like it. It just doesn't, but I'm like, nothing can happen to me. Oh, it just grosses yeah. me oh, out. It grosses me yeah. out too. You're like sitting in someone else's. But warmth, like, there's something about, about it. Yeah. Touching, you never know. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, for those out there who have to work in those open desk environments. Oh. Like sometimes we switch desks. Oh yeah, that, like, yeah. Oh, sometimes multiple times a day. At well, mm -hmm. as germaphobic as that sounds, you are not actually because you came and you're <laughs> I'm here, here, man, yeah. and you're doing the conference. <laughs> Tell us about some of the things you guys are going to be hitting on. Oh, I'm so excited. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, what. Okay, first of all, what I try to do is I try to bring all the solutions to problems that brokers are going to see. Mm -hmm. So, um, like hostage load situations towing companies holding hot holding the cargo yeah drama things we've seen bond claims accidents um collections companies calling your customers contracts employees stealing your stuff like everything there's a fire all day long that leaders have to deal with that's the stuff i'm going to teach them how to deal with whoa so it's like not as much the law it's more Here's how. Here's the down and dirty. Yeah. Of how to really deal with this stuff and prevent it from happening. Is, do you think nuclear verdicts is going to be like the number one topic when you guys meet up? But what, what's rankling it, the uh, the lawyers out there right now? It is so the very first presentation um, I'm going to do is regarding broker liability. Yeah. Um, it's not the normal presentation you'd see from a lawyer where they go through all the they go through all the law and they tell you here's this case out of you know, Arizona, blah, blah, blah. No, this is like real. Here's all the things you can't do. Here's all the things you should do. Get it done this, this yeah. year, people. What about that naked guy that was running down Market Street? Is he, <laughs> is he liable? <laughs> that was amazing. I yeah. wondered if you got that text. Yes, I did. That what, was what, really what, cool. What was that all about? Why was he running naked down Market Street? <laughs> he said that um, he said that he set a goal uh, for his <laughs> oh. company. And he made a bet that if you guys hit 60% more growth, I think it was. Who was it? In sales. I think it was with Steam Logistics. Oh, know. Steve CEO. Cox oh. has done this before. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he ran, he had his, un, he was, it was in his skivvies. Oh, this oh. was too. Oh, okay. oh, okay. That's oh, Steve yeah. Cox. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what he, that's what he does. That's that might how have been he after like a party at the Lipsies. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, he was full on running down the street. 
in his undies, in oh. his banana hammock. See, the thing is, I'm not sure if that's incentive of the company to really see him do that, right? See, right. I, I mean, see, well, I'm simplistic. Like, oh. I would be like, yeah, that guy. He needs to be in a ski. I'm totally going to work. Now, there's a documentary. <laughs> there's a documentary on Prime about uh, Rammstein's tour of North America. I don't know if you guys know who Rammstein is, but no. they're a like German metal band. But they're one of the few metal bands that have had like a number one Billboard song. And like once every decade, that'll happen. You had like 99 Luff Balloons in the 80s. Oh, then yeah. You had, uh, then you had like Du Hast by, by Rammstein, which was a big one. But they were doing like, you know, there's a lot of... in. The laws changed state to state, and people. But they were on. Their, they did a show in their skivvies, and they got arrested for it for oh, indecency. Yeah. Well, the Red Hot Chili out. Peppers did it with yeah. just socks. Did they get arrested? No. N- never. Not no, once. Not not then. Not with well socks. I think people might like not be as intimidated by them than a German wow. metal band. <laughs> Jeez, guys, I'm, I'm kind of a bad lawyer. I didn't even think about that. I was like, that guy's running down the street in his undies. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you were thinking all the risks that he was. Yeah, if he slips you know, and falls, that was all hurt, kinds man. of risks. He now, was then again, running in your underwear down the street. I so on, cool. on Wednesday, we are doing a couple podcasts. We'll be yes. doing Put That Coffee Down. We'll be talking about objections. They're what Chad was talking earlier. He's like, wow, you know what? You're right. Everyone kind of is a salesperson. They've, a lot of mm-hmm. these things, these lessons you talk about, we do face. And you were thinking to your days writing and, and getting rejected by publishers. Yeah. And how you handle that. Right. Uh, right. Because like a lot of things, you just don't know the timing of you don't necessarily need to take it personally. Like, is it really about like my awful writing? Well, maybe, but maybe not. Right. It could have been about timing. Timing is everything. Right. It could have been about like the, the person reading your material was in a bad mood. Maybe they had already accepted the full quote of material they had for that given publication and so on. So it, 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 it applies. Objections, it rejections, yeah. dealing with them can be a turning point, actually. Right? And you have to you have to give up your pride a bit as well when you're about to deal with yeah. objections, too, because uh, like you said, they're going to come at you hard sometimes and you've got to be ready. And yeah, when you put yourself out there, and, life mm-hmm. comes at you fast. Mm-hmm. And there is there is often one time I cold call even as a lawyer, I would cold call companies. Yeah. And that's how I got the job at Schneider. I cold called wow. the general counsel. I stalked him on the internet for a long time. So you had you had a talking point though when you got him on oh, the yeah. phone. Oh yeah, I made sure yeah. I knew everything about Schneider. I knew what to do. I ran into him by accident at a conference. I stalked <laughs> wow. the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, oops, sorry, Emmy. I tried not to swear. Who's Emmy? Emily. Oh, <laughs> Emily. Oh, okay. I nicknamed her Emmy. I was like, here's <laughs> how I get my Emmy. I will swear on well, what the truck. That too, but yes. Uh, but best uh, supporting and actress. And I called him out of the blue, and he <laughs> thought it was like a full cold call. And it wasn't. I already knew everything about him. Man, so mm-hmm. not only be brave and courageous, but Stalk prepare. People. Stalk. <laughs> Did you Stalk ever prank this. call? You strike me as someone who yes. used to prank call Love people. Love prank. Oh, my oh, yeah. goodness. We used oh, to tell people goodness. they won like a, um, like I guess, like they won a shopping spree at the mm-hmm. local uh, Walgreens. Mm-hmm. But they had to go there within like the next hour. Would, would you go if someone called and said that? To me? Yeah. Not if you sounded like a 10-year-old. Like I was at the time, but uh, maybe they were like a little bit better. Uh. I would love if somebody was trying to prank call me or have you put somebody's, uh, we used to do this back in the day when we were messing around in college, but you put somebody's phone number on Craigslist and say, call free oh. for blah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Why am I getting all these calls? Or in the bathroom, in the yeah. bar. People still do that. You got to be careful, right? Do. Yeah. You don't want your name to end up there. There should be like a service oh. to have your name. You know, like you can have like your... Yeah, you can have it cleansed from the internet. You can have like cleansed from bathrooms around there if you have a bad reputation. You can get one of those goon brokers we talked about on your Freight yeah, Insiders. Yeah, oh, we're talking about goon brokers this week. Oh, are you? One. Oh, yeah. Goon how, brokers are the key to life. How guys. do you go about hiring a goon? 
Okay, first of all, you have to talk to me because I know where all the goons are. Uh huh. I'm very good at gooning. Okay. Okay, just so you know. You troll goons? I do, because they're the solution to everything. (laughs) (laughs) You need a good goon. And uh, do you ever watch Jessica? um, What's that that show? The PI, where she's a PI and her name is Jessica something. Oh. Jessica Jones? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just made that up. Is it? <laughs> just, no, it's Magnum Jessica Jones. Okay. Oh, it is. That's like my future right there. I want to be Jessica Jones. Oh. All right. So how you it's find a, a goon is you got to call me, you guys. I'm the one who knows the goons. All right. Oh, and then on Wednesday yeah. also, before I let yes. you go out of here, we are going to be doing, we're going to be, you're already co-hosting a podcast with me and a bunch of your favorite lawyer friends. Um, I don't know yet if we're broadcasting live. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. But I know for sure it'll be at least on the Freycast Network as a special, so keep an eye out for that absolutely. on Wednesday. That'll be good stuff. That'll be a good time. Bring bring your funniest and best friends. I in. will absolutely. You know I will. Okay. Thanks for making <laughs> the chair fantastic. warm for Donnie. Oh god. Yeah. See if he notices oh, your body heat up. as he steps right. in there. Speaking for of goons, on. send that big goon in here. That big goon named Donnie. Hey, goon Donnie. Donnie is ready to take you on. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Now we have another game. What is this one called? You've gotten a haircut in the past hour. Market expert trivia. Wow, thanks for getting a haircut before you take a haircut here with Dune. Yeah. Whoa, no, that's not going to happen, right? You're going to compete. You're going to compete to the That's a sharp look. Okay, that's my buzzer. That's your buzzer. The rules are simple. You can't buzz in until he finishes reading the answers, right, Chad? That's right. And um, this one uh, comes from an infographic. All the information here comes from an infographic by Emily Ricks. Uh, Most of it is on uh, sales culture, which you guys discussed already. You have an inherent advantage on the podcast. Put that copy down. That's a survey. That's a survey of all of the people in sales. It's a survey, yes. So it's not my answers don't always line up with that. That's why we have to teach because a lot of times the, the, the top answers are the worst answers. And actually, though, the very first question, though, comes from... Uh, an infographic celebrating the third year anniversary of Freight Waves. So question number one, when did Freight Waves reach 500,000 views per month? Was it- he has to read the answers. Why did you guys both well, do it? Start. It, it, it was just an instinct because I saw his hand going for it. All right. A, <laughs> March 2017. B, June 2017. C, March 2018, or June 2018? It was A. Yes, Incorrect. What? Yes. It was March 2018. That is correct. Oh, man. Donnie. Wow, you lost on the draw, but you still won the thing. One to Mm -hmm. nothing. Question number two. And uh, so in in the culture survey for sales teams that was conducted by the Put That Coffee Down podcast, respondents were asked to rate their company on culture plus performance. Mm -hmm. Service to shippers ranked the very highest at 4.24. But a close second at 4.20 was, was it sales culture, work-life balance, corporate ethics toward customers, or hiring and firing salespeople? Yes. See. C is correct. Corporate ethics, yes. Corporate right. ethics toward I think, customers. I mean, I think it was a false start, but all right. I think. I think. I mean, I think he slightly yeah. beat you. We could see it on the replay, yes. but we don't have time. False start. Well, Good I'll job. Good job, Donnie. Keep just keep your hand over here. <laughs> you too close. Mine's way over there. This is. I mean, if you took a measuring tape, I think that that's equidistant. Okay, that that seems equidistant. Yeah, he has to go slightly uphill. Yes. Okay. Uh, from the question, <laughs> how often are sales can contest or gamification used by your company to boost sales performance a whopping 43 percent 
said they were used always, rarely, sometimes, never. Donnie, yes. Never. Rarely. That is incorrect. Rarely. Rarely is correct. Yeah. Rarely Boom. is correct. Wow, you were so ready dun, to get that wrong answer. Dun, 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 dun. I know, right. he even hit the applause and everything. Ra- That's called a jinx. Rare, a whopping 43% said they were rarely used, which I'm kind of surprised to hear. Um, and always is only 2%. Anyway, number four. How frequently does your company conduct sales meetings? The majority at 29% said weekly. Daily, monthly, or multiple times per day. Weekly. It, it, weekly is correct. Yeah. Yes. It's tied. He, he just yelled out it's the tied. answer. We're coming down to the All right. Tie. Here we go for the tiebreaker, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Number five. When asked to describe <laughs> their company's management style, respondents overwhelmingly said, A, authoritative. B, make it up as we go. C, extensive coaching. Or D, freedom to develop your own sales style. D. D. D is correct. I think he slightly beat you that time. Oh, oh, it's close, Donnie. You know what? That was, Good I think that one. was like, but if it was a test, right? If it wasn't a speed test, a knowledge test, we, we both got a five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you both, uh, well, except for the one you got wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, so you yeah. still lost. All right. Well, and you right. missed one, too, though. Yeah. So oh, you both got 80s. Josh Good job, Fulton, Donnie. Thanks for jumping in there, man. Close. David, what a market expert he is. David Chamel, he says that uh, Jessica Jones is that show, I think, which we said correct. Emily Zink, it's her turn now. We're going to do a little. Big deal or little big deal? Big deal, little deal. It's always a big deal when she comes in here, of course. Because she here is. She comes. The big deal. Yeah, see, Josh Fulton, he says big that deal. at TCA 2020, where John Kingston is, maybe, and that's why it's so packed. It says going on today and the crowd's traffic are great. Uh, Josh, if you're still listening, tell us. It, is any any concerns? A lot of what are people giving away at their booths? A lot of hand sanitizer. <laughs> has anyone gotten taste a lot of list? masks? And I was gonna say, has anyone gotten has has anyone gone there yet? Put their logo on a mask. I guess a turnaround time would be take too long. I think it would. I, yeah. I don't know if Especially that would that's hacky. There's such a short. I, I wouldn't do that. I think that's a bad PR move yeah. to put your name yeah. on a mask. Yeah. And supposedly yeah. they don't even. But it work. could be Hacking. like that counterintuitive thing where, like, you know, Burger King did the moldy Whopper. Yeah. Like, uh, like to show that got, they're it, changing their ways. Yeah, and that there's not artificial stuff in their food. That's true because mm. so, McDonald's it's on display at museums and it doesn't rot for like ten yeah, years. Like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like even better than Twinkies. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, we are playing. Who's going first? Before uh, we get into I will. It. You will. Okay. Sure. Well, we were just talking about TCA traffic, but a yes. lot of. Conferences have been canceled because of fears of the coronavirus spreading throughout the U.S. Many are canceling, including the Journal of Commerce's TPM20 event that was supposed to be actually happening right now. They canceled last minute. Facebook's F8 developer conference planned in San Jose in May. That's also been canceled. And the Game Developers Conference scheduled for mid-March in San Francisco Canceled. Just to name a few, I, I'm sure these cancellations are going to come in. Is this a big deal or a little deal? It's a big deal because, especially in our industry, TPM 20, uh, it attracts like 800 BCOs to it. It has a bunch of delegates that come to it. It has a bunch of global shippers from China. It has retailers. And when people see that, people, and now what Jamin said was that people at the Retail Federation are getting upset that they're not canceling. So I think at least on the West Coast, people, there's this sort of feeling that, we don't want to be there right now. We yeah. don't want to get on an airplane. We don't want to hang around with 2,000 people and have the awkwardness of shaking hands and discreetly putting hand sanitizer on. And they just kind of don't want to to take that risk. I think it might be 
I don't know if it's overblown or not. It's hard to say, right? Because we just found out that a lot of the the kits for testing this stuff didn't work. Yeah. So there could be a lot more cases of this going around. It's a scary. It's a scary time, mostly because of the uncertainty in business. Nobody likes uncertainty. So yeah, big deal. So what am I supposed to say? Little deal after all that? I mean, the whole show's <laughs> about it, right? It's it's it is a it's a it's a big deal. Um, you pretty much said it all. Twenty four hundred people. We've already noted. Uh, I would say, and 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 there seems to be a little bit of a domino effect. Uh, so not only is the virus spreading, but fear, unfortunately, and maybe consumer sentiment is spreading a little bit. And that is unfortunate. Not all conferences are canceling, yeah, the, though. Like, like uh, Josh is at strong, TCA. Yeah. He said TCA that. He said I, happening. He says so. Josh says I think a, a lot of people are shaking hands. They might be using hand sanitizer discreetly. He hasn't seen anyone wearing masks. Uh, people are coming up to the boots. Yeah, good, good traffic. Yeah, yeah good. The, the 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 carrier four one one user conference is is happening. Town, yeah, yeah. So life is going on as I think it is a measured response. But of course, this this is it is. Uh, not without significance. It's a big deal. I think on the West Coast, too, Facebook just has so much strokes with things going on over there. And, and I think just when something like that happens, it's something to point to. And you go, well, Facebook cancels. Exactly. And then, like, oh, okay. and then you <laughs> use it as a model. But yeah. Facebook right. also is billions and billions of dollars, a lot of money in that company. So they are able to cancel. Yeah. Oh. Well, speaking of the coronavirus, a lot of factories right now are closed in China. And that's where 85% of toys are made and that is really hurting the supply chain and popular items. Things like Barbies and Nerf guns are produced there. And so we will see that on our shelves. Chad, is this a big deal or a little deal? I, oh, I mean, I think that in, I'm going to say it's a little deal in the, I mean, if you're a retailer, whoa, things are, this is really going to mess with your supply chain. But you know what? One of the things, and there's a lot of items like up for like that, that might not be ready in the spring and summer, as I understand, maybe as many as 17,000. That's a big deal. But I'm going to stay with little deal because I think that a couple of adjustments can be made. We're already trying to get out of such a massive dependence on China. Like we're trying to go to more like 50%. It was already in the offing for like where they we get get our parts from. And uh, and a lot of substitute items are going to be put in place of some of these toys so that I know if they really wanted that baby Yoda Dooner, like you can't replace not getting the baby Dooner, the baby Dooner <laughs> or the baby Yoda. But a lot of kids like, okay, so I don't get a Nerf blaster. All right. I'll get another, I know you just keep talking, but can you stop? Because you're so wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> this is indicative of the front. Well, I knew I had to say a few and, things because well, I knew you were coming. In another industry. I mean, toys, another one we talked about footwear with Steve Matt and fashion and all that stuff. Now, they have a shorter life cycle, but a lot of products, too, are licensed. They're tied into movies and things like that. This is freight that trucks have to move. It's part of the lifeblood of our economy, and if these things aren't going to target, there's less stuff for trucks to to put out so there's more capacity on the market. Rates go down. Trucking companies go out of business. We report on it all of the time. <laughs> so it's more than just not being able to buy yeah. a Barbie. I mean, this, and you mentioned supply chains. We supply chains. Yeah, I mean. It's a disruption in the supply chain. A massive one. It's, yeah, well, <laughs> but hopefully it's I, it only is. it's only periodic. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's only for. Like, I can't. Every single thing about the coronavirus, I'm not going to just say is a gigantic deal. The coronavirus is a big deal, and there are parts of it. And so, I mean, I'm I'm having my take. All right. So, thank you. It's a hot take. <laughs> you too. Okay, this is a quote from Richard Curtin. He yeah. is a researcher at the University of Michigan. He says, quote, if the virus spreads into the U.S. communities, consumers are likely to limit their exposure to stores, theaters, restaurants, sporting events, air travel, 
and things like it. There is no reason to anticipate that consumers will engage in such extreme measures at this time. So talking about the potential impact of the coronavirus on retail sales. Yeah, if it starts spreading into towns in middle America and stuff, people are going to freak out. They're not going to want to sit in the movie theater watching like Disney, Pixar's Trolls and stuff. Yeah. Well, especially when they can't get the toy. I know they can't yeah. get the toy. You can't get the toy, right? You and you got to sit there and you can get maybe a weeble. You get a weeble instead of a troll. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, that's they wobble. Well, you can, and they're great. Look, if they cancel, weebles. if they cancel March Madness or they start oh, canceling big gatherings, I know because that's that such a would... water cooler thing too. Oh no, don't if they don't say that's... that, my Dayton Flyers are killing it. Uh, are they? Oh Number yeah! Three in the nation. Oh my gosh! They just passed Baylor. That's mm-hmm. right. I just heard. I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a big deal. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Were you finished? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, basically. I I uh, I uh, appreciate his sentiment and uh, that well that like hey those are extreme measures. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Like live your life. I know. So that's um. So right now, for right now, it should remain a little deal. People yeah. don't panic and take. But you mentioned measures. schools. Once, it, what if they close the schools to like April thirtieth? Would you then? I, I mean, I mentioned that to you off air. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do think that that would be a big deal, and that would yeah. freak people out. Yeah, yeah. Would. That would be a hard one to make up too. Like going into the summer months, and that just I like that's a controversial opinion, Chad. Yeah. Sorry to reveal your feelings about academics. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. You like, too. You have to teach a home lesson. No, but I just wanted to make sure it wasn't previously documented. Oh. It wasn't something that we had said here. Oh, okay. Well, you can always say it again. Yeah. Okay, so this next one happened at the TCA. We were just talking about the TCA yeah. going on right now, having great traffic. It's happening near Orlando. And yesterday, the CEO of the recruiting and retention-focused company, Staymetrics, laid out a scale in response to how different generations and workers classify the question, how grateful should you be to have a job <laughs> as a truck driver? Yeah. He says that a member of the baby boomer generation would be at, if we were rating this on a scale, a seven or eight. Mm -hmm. He then asked the room, how would a millennial answer that question? And the answer he got was the audience laughing. So is this a big deal or a little deal? It's a a little deal. Uh, It's but I mean, what they're trying to do, I suppose, is analyze the situation. They're they're doing it through the lens of just looking generationally, which um, I guess a little. They were also thinking a little bit of diversity when they were talking about the three hundred thousand Panjabi drivers that we don't think about and who aren't represented at the TCA uh, at all, apparently. Um, But like boomers are the ones in management positions, right? So they're sort of scoffing at like, oh, those young Mm -hmm. kids. Um, but I guess the cool thing that they're doing there is raising awareness. He's kind of trying to, I think Tim Hines is trying to say like, guys, we're going to have to do some things dramatically different. If you're going to scoff or laugh at millennials, like they don't seem to be grateful for their job. And they're talking about different models, like paying by the hour instead of by the mile. Or what about salary and like advertising? Like, don't you have low retention rate if that happens? And by the way, I've heard estimates about like, if if for every driver you, you lose and you have to re-recruit. I've heard estimates of $10,000, $12,000, $20,000 it costs you. To replace them. Well, like, why don't you just pay them a little bit better, as they've been saying, whether they're an owner-operator or not, have very, very little turnover, celebrate that culture, and do some interesting things, and then that would be a big deal. It's absolute <laughs> And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You're what about really- Generation X? What is this nonsense? Why uh, is this always boomers versus millennials and nobody cares about I Generation know. X? I know, that's Nobody, true. you're not going to ask us? 
I'm like a zenial. I don't get asked. It's just millennials. And but what about Gen Z? Do you people like? I don't think people know this, but like a millennial it's is so not generous. someone who's younger than you. It's not every single human being yeah. who's younger than you. That's not what a millennial is. Wow. But I no, mean, but, exactly. It's so Generation X to be ignored and overlooked. It really is, but it is two generations pinned against each other yeah. all the time. And like you're saying, you brought up a good point. A big chunk of the population is being ignored in these conversations. But God bless millennials for rejecting that mentality of of take of losing their own agency. Don't, there you go. as Ryan Schreiber says, always retain your your agency. And he's not talking about your your booking agency. Yeah. No, but like. In life, you are the one who controls your own path. There's so many people who go in day in and day out to a job and they're like, nothing's changing. Nothing's getting better. And they're just going to complain about it. Don't, complaining will get you nowhere. Don't be negative. Go and follow your dreams. And don't listen to a group of, of uh, and I don't want to say age here, but a group of boomers who are going to tell you just, okay, boomer them all the way down the street. <laughs> because if you think you can find a better job, then go and find it and don't let them tell you no. And same goes for you, Boomer. If you're an upset wow. Boomer sitting at your job right now, too, you go out and you start a company. Thanks for the inspirational speech. I guess for that reason, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. I feel inspired now. Wow. Okay. Keep going, Dooner. Well, online furniture retailer Wayfair is being told to make a profit by its investors. The company tried to keep pace with Amazon by growing incredibly fast, but recently the online seller's quarterly loss more than doubled. You have to yeah. start on this one. Yeah. You still have energy? We got a little bit out of work. Of course we do. Wayfair, so this is a company that's based in Boston. They just uh, kicked about 800 people out the door. They've been told to, to grow up and make a profit. This is indicative <laughs> of some of the things we've been talking about with, with venture capital, expecting returns, yep. tightening of the belt. Which is a, a, a prominent storyline we had going on before coronavirus hit, but this is this is not going to help investors want to invest in companies, and it's going to want returns to happen even quicker. And it's an awful time for it, especially if consumer confidence gets hit. And you're a company like Wayfair, and you're a company that can't compete with Amazon because you don't have Amazon Web Services, nope. which helped, which helped, uh, which helps fund what Amazon does and allows Amazon to take these risks. Yeah. Wayfair can't. I was, uh, yeah, yes to all of that. Yeah, I was thinking about this uh, a little bit too, one way or the other, whether or not I think it's a big deal. Because um, it, it is, in, it's fascinating is what it is. Like Wayfair and some of these, they're, they're, they're brave enough, bold enough to, in a sense, mimic that model that Amazon um, laid down. But what's also interesting is that, you know, I remember over the years, Amazon took a lot of heat for that very model too. It's not as if they didn't. And uh, and apparently Wayfair is trying to balance this thing between, hey, let's just grow and then, oh, let's let's retract a little bit and be profitable. And they feel like they they got a little ahead of their skis um, at this point. But, I you know, at the same time, as a consumer, I want I want more competition. So I want them to exist and do well. But there do seem to be a lot of headwinds. The um, the investors' uh, opinions have, have shifted. Casper, the CEO of Casper, as we covered a few weeks ago. The we, mattress company? Yeah, yep. he was No, saying, the friendly ghost. He no, was, <laughs> I need our audience to know. Oh, okay. we got to get Thanks. context Thank to you. stuff. Thank you. No problem. Yes, the, working in the TV news, you right. always have to yes. get context. Okay. They, he was saying that he felt like the Uber and the Lyft and the overvaluation thing were one-offs. And so they're still boldly going to go IPO, but then they did. They already had to lower their valuation. Now it's gone even lower. It's a good so, motto, like boldly go IPO. I could see you doing that at the rally. <laughs> Holding up a sign. Yeah, I would. I boldly would. a sandwich board. That. Patrick Murray, he says that he does final <laughs> um, mile delivery for Wayfair. Okay. Um, Patrick, some context I want to hear that. More yeah. About this, so I you could, enjoy working with them? Are you concerned about losing the account? Do I have to come down with a? Uh, what What did you say? Were you saying big deal? Or you didn't really have a take? No, I did. You, yeah, I didn't have a take. 
Well, a here's the, uh, with, well, what did you, was that a big deal to you? You said they lay, they, yeah. they got rid of 800 people. Yeah, it was a big deal. Okay. In my question, anyone doing furniture delivery, there's a problem with the final mile. I, I always read reviews. If I'm going to get furniture on Amazon, yeah. people always complain, well, they didn't deliver within this time period. The mm. people were rude who delivered it. And you got to yeah. realize it's not Amazon employees delivering. It's whoever they use oh, for their final yeah. mile delivery. And same with Wayfair. So I I wonder if Wayfair uses the same company. or uh, this, Well, they apparently often do free shipping, which I need to pay attention to next time we're in the market for some furniture. Yeah. You well, know, that's what I mean. As same a consumer. with Prime and Amazon. Hey, Patrick says, yeah. love it. Awesome to okay. work with. All right. Oh, I might yeah. have to check out Wayfair then. So I guess in I'll say big deal couch. too, even though he said that. Too. I got my boy's bunk bed from there. Did you have from yeah. Wayfair? It's a good price. It was like $300 all wooden bunk bed delivered. Free? I don't know how they make they money. I, mean, I, don't, I guess I don't they don't either. make money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I understand. Well, we just got the answer. But they that's, don't make so, money. That, I, that's what Ikea, like, we're like, well, let's grab some, an Ikea thing or two. Well, no, it's going to cost as much to get it delivered as the Oh, Ikea's that. shipping is insane. Yeah, I mean, I know, right? Yeah. So that's, as a consumer, again, loving it. Yeah. It's like, prohib- like they, in- and they must intentionally do that so you, d- you come to the store. They like want that, you to it's, try it's modeled the into it. They don't want yeah. you to the buy food. e-commerce. It's an experience. No, no they are not an e-commerce store. They are no. an experience all in itself. Well, we have these right. drug busts often. So agents with the United States Customs and Border Protection Agency intercepted almost nineteen, 19 million, million? in narcotics hidden in a tractor trailer. Among those drugs, we have meth, marijuana, heroin, and cocaine, oh. all found hidden wow. among a broccoli shipment. Dotting four. Yeah, like wow! Not just like, one yeah. kind of drugs, all of the above. That sounds yes. big. Yeah. So, but big I mean, it was hidden in the broccoli. <laughs> yeah, and there... I think I ate some of that before my boomer speech. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think Got you did. Going. I don't know which one it was, but yeah, maybe the mess. <laughs> all the above. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, this is not a big deal, right? But hey, but 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 hey, kudos to uh the um CBP Customs Border Patrol for being able to, as they say. Keep monitoring things, but also allowing for the natural uneven flow of goods in trade. Right. I want to know who sets the street value of drugs and like narcotics when they find them in the trailer. It's the weight. Because yeah. it doesn't look like it's I know, weight. but who's but what who comes up with the weight? Like you go to the sweet factory and it's like six ninety nine for a pound of sour patch kids, yeah. right? But who is like it's six ninety nine or it's a, a million dollars <laughs> for a pound of meth. I mean, whatever it costs. The, Who the, says that? The DEA. They, it's straight. They value. do. Yeah. Yeah. Why? They, how, they, how do they know? They look at all the different city street values oh. and they come up with an aggregate. <laughs> they go to all the different street like, corners and they no, go. No, the... it's all it's all based on it, like weight in right. pounds and all that. But I yeah, mean, that's how they get there. Is it a bit? No, I mean, there's always going to be drugs moving across borders. Like uh, nobody got hurt. I'm fine. I didn't smuggle, tried to smuggle in some broccoli, did not work. Yeah. Well, doctors, <laughs> speaking of Is broccoli cr- a good place to hide drugs? No, I would, I would think, think not. So. I, at, yeah. first, at first, when I read the you thing, really I thought, hide stuff. I was like, how did they Bushels meticulously and, hide it well, because in the broccoli? Then you have to clear FDA and CBP. Like, I know this from doing entries. You're putting yourself at risk of getting busted twice. <laughs> yeah, like it's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of the coronavirus, we've been talking about hand sanitizer and everything. So if you're just going to do a normal, you know, putting your hands underneath the sink and washing your hands, mm-hmm. doctors recommend you wash your hands for as long as it takes to sing things like Happy Birthday, the ABCs, the Beatles, Her Majesty, or a theme to your wow. TV show. Yeah. I uh, I would go with Punky Brewster. Uh, Is that what you... Every time I turn around... <laughs> Wash your hands. That's all I can think of when I think of TV theme songs. Yeah. I don't know. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's a good wow. one. Teenage, like the 80s that. one. Um, uh, I, why the Beatles from I don't Majesty? know. Do you time like your... Uh, I have is, dry is skin. I've heard, I've heard Happy Birthday. I have, I have dry skin, so like I... um. I don't know. I don't like to stay under there for like a minute or two minutes. I you think know, twenty seconds is yeah. all that I had ever heard. I don't know. That, that's shorter than brushing your teeth. You that's ABCD. shorter than the intro theme to this. What the Truck. You just put on the theme to the show while you're brushing your teeth, and by the time we yell like "Hey," then you would be you're you're good. You're you're, you're good. Yeah, free. So just well, remember that. Do you want to hear something really disheartening? Yes. We're all putting on hand sanitizer wrong. Oh. You don't just put it on and rub it around. You literally you go in to... there. You do finger oh. by no, I do that. finger. Yeah, and you do your because palms. Look, look at all these little and your palms. You do this. It, it, you you spend almost that much time if you're putting on hand sanitizer. People always think it's quick. Put a little pump. Do this. You're done. Yeah. No, that that has not done anything to help you. So especially with germs going around, be careful. Well, I don't okay. know if that's disheartening. That's a good. That's well, a that's good a good thing. Of but you got to. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people think that just by doing a little pump of hand sanitizer, it's helping. What, what do most people, they just leave like a little... Well, no, that? people, oh. have you ever seen people put it on? They'll just put it in their yes. hand. They'll oh, do yeah, they'll like that. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, good. I'm good. Good. Like Start everyone I've seen, yeah, yeah, put hand yeah. sanitizer on, they do that and does not do anything for you. Yeah, like Harrison, when he puts on hand sanitizer, it just goes like that. Oh, just kidding, Harrison. Harrison. That's so mean. Oh, he's running Harrison. the camera right no, now. He's, he's been, doing an awesome. He's job. been sanitizing quite often. Yeah, even has a he, pump on his. Desk. Yeah, there's they're they're all paranoid yeah. down here. They're they're good. Well, Chattanooga is a TV star, having been featured on shows like Restaurant Impossible, Paycheck to Paycheck, Teen Mom, Cops, and it's now rumored that the popular show The Bachelorette will be filming in Chattanooga. Mm. This spring. <laughs> Big deal or Big deal? deal. Are you kidding? Wow. And The Bachelorette, she's going to be, what, 38? 38. Shocking. We just spoiled Shocking. it for We just spoiled it for everyone. How do we have such inside in, intel? Because I read blogs. Oh. Oh, okay. well, that's Sorry what we you're think. Not watching maybe. The show. We think maybe. That Chattanooga. What do you read the blogs? On the dark shows. web or something? Like, no. these are like spoiler. regular blogs, right? Spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, well, oh, do people yeah. like, they don't want to. They don't want to know. They don't want to know who's going to be the next. They're announcing it. Have they already filmed it? Uh, no, I think they're oh. starting. So they're you're starting not like out. spoiling who no, got the rose. But no, but they, I mean, people like to watch the show tonight to you see who who's going to be announced. I like these listed no, shows. Man, that one, I can't find any spoilers for. I found that there's usually a spoiler, but no one could really figure out how this season's wow. going to end. I mean, some of these shows are probably good to be featured on like restaurant. I want to watch Impossible, that one. The it's Bachelorette because they don't, they Blue usually go to terrible area areas and yeah. that, but then like cops. Yeah. Uh, don't want to end up on cops. Yeah, uh, no. I don't watch the Bachelorette, but my no. sister was texting me and she was watching like the bat as the bachelor, the one's going on now. It's horrible. And Absolutely I remember horrible. I remember watching that with her back in like 2001 when oh, we like still going room together for a year. Yeah. yeah forever. That survivor. Yeah, the big America's brother they still got do. Talent. Yeah. What if American someone got idol? What if well, that's someone, what I meant. Yeah. What if someone got coronavirus in Big Brother? Will they just get kicked out of the house? I don't know. Or they can't. Or they the they quarantine it's them to unprecedented. The room. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. It How hasn't happened yet. We'll see. Somebody we'll on TV is bound to get the coronavirus. Yeah. We'll Hopefully see how they us. handle it. No. I mean, it Wait, how do you feel though about people being upset? You said that you were kind of really annoyed that people were harping on her age. Yes. Okay. So we're going back to allegedly the spoiler alert. alert. Plug your ears. If you know, you watch 
You want to know who they're going to announce tonight. Supposedly, the new Bachelorette they're going to announce is 38 years old. Yeah. Um, which I think is fabulous because I didn't watch this season because the girls were 23 to 27 and they were catty. They were yeah. all about social media. They didn't have real jobs. They didn't have real lives. I, I don't even know how they afforded their lifestyles. But I think it would be good to introduce something more mature that more audience would like to watch. Generation what is it? Generation Was Z? Was it a boomer were or generation Z? 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 in that weird Z? place like... 30, like, 8 to 42-year-olds are where we were, like, kids of the 80s. We had all those 80s toys. And it's weird, too, because we're kind of a small micro generation. But so much of it is still back on toy shelves for my kids to experience. It's not really, like, 70s stuff. It's like People are appreciating the styles and the music and everything. Even Wonder Woman's, like, Wonder Woman 1984 they're making. Oh, wow. With the uh, lovely Gil A lot happened in 1984, it seems like. George Orwell wrote about it. Yeah. It's very well prophesied and (laughs) forecasted. Uh, what's coming up on Freight Waves TV? Of course, our full lineup we have um, Monday through Friday, 9 to 4.30. You could watch new stuff. We did a coronavirus special. I would definitely check that out. We've been talking a lot about the coronavirus. So if you just go to tv.freightwaves.com, we did a special, an hour-long special on Friday afternoon this past Friday. So it's still very up-to-date. Um, how the coronavirus is going to affect your supply chain, um, how you could prepare in terms of the financial markets, in terms of if you're a carrier, a shipper. So we did a great special if you want to rewatch that go to the app or tb.freightwaves.com we have shows all throughout the week i know you and cassandra are going to be doing a podcast this yeah. week and i think we're going to try to get that on freight waves tv fingers crossed okay so um, we are going to air that yeah. we weren't sure when she was in here yeah, and i was like so i know it'll be on freight we were just talking about logistics so that is wednesday that yeah. this will be taking place at three o'clock Three or four or Three something or like that. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll advertise it when it comes out. We were just talking logistics. Is this possible? But yes, I think that will be a very entertaining show. And as always, put that coffee down. We've even had and people. She's in- on that. Yeah. We're doing objections. Yes. yes. Oh, that, that will be great. So we have people commenting and I love the little people commenting now. And if you want to yeah. join the conversation, definitely comment. We love we love hearing stuff. I loved hearing that that guy does final mile for Wayfair. So it was yeah. good to get that insider info and well that's the thing people stuff happening all the time people working and moving this stuff we want information in real time yes. so people at the conference amazing to hear from the guy who was at, yeah, at TCA yeah I loved it amazing to hear that this guy right now he's moved stuff in Arkansas for for Wayfair and he and he says that they're a great partner. Now that's like that's real contextual I information love, that helps us inform our views. I love and help me be a voice yeah. for you guys. Yeah, I love our viewers. A, so we appreciate that. I love Harrison too. Yes, we love Harry. Harrison who's running the show. He's yes. one of our videographers. A here redheaded millennial. He um, is. <laughs> if ever you've <laughs> seen one. On Thursday, on Thursday we have an amazing Freightways Insiders with Craig yes. Fuller. We're talking of and if don't miss her yours either. Yours was great. It was Thank so you. great. We even discussed on there how we don't have to talk that much about Freight Race TV because you covered it so well. You, she, one of the things she said on her interview, Chad, that was fascinating was that, and I don't think a lot of people think of this, is that reporters are first responders. They're at these these crime scenes yeah. and these accidents, sometimes before the ambulances even get there. Yeah. 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 And and what what is that experience like? I didn't hear that part of the interview. Well, it, it I don't want to get into too much detail. Yeah. You'll have to listen to the insiders. Go back to Freightcast. Is but it traumatizing? It is. It really is. I see a lot of stuff that, you wouldn't expect to see. I showed up on a lot of homicide scenes. I've showed up on a lot of motorcycle accidents and you think it's very gruesome when you're in a motorcycle accident. You chances are you lose a limb. Um, So it it is, it's really hard to see Uh, cops. We had an unfortunate situation in Omaha where the sound guy for cops was killed. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah. Mm. So it was... um, By who? Like by a vehicle or someone shot him? He was shot by a police officer on accident. Um, Oh, what the Long story short, uh, you could Google it. Um, they and were then, filming. And then you're at, 
I'm sorry. They were filming at a Wendy's and we heard over the radio that there was an active shooter. So cops just happen to be in town and they follow OPD, the Omaha Police Department. And this guy, Cortez Washington, is shooting at police. And you don't know if it's a real gun or not. So in he's shooting BB guns at police and police start shooting bullets at him. And mm. um, as they were exchanging fire, the sound guy was in the vestibule area and he was shot above his bulletproof vest. So he did not make it. And unfortunately it it was just, it was a tragedy for the Omaha police department because they were so close with that cop screw. They, they went around with them for, I want to say 12 weeks. And, um, wow. Yeah. You you had, and then you just have to, you, you witness these things and then you have to cover them like a reporter. Exactly. Sort of neutrally. Exactly. And, And yeah, so it's, it's unfortunate. And there there was a lot of stuff. You might think middle of nowhere, Omaha, Nebraska, but it was it was a lot of national headlines. And speaking of the coronavirus, that's where a big chunk of the patients are being treated right now at Nebraska Medicine because they have one of the two infectious disease departments in the nation. So oh. that's actually where I was watching the video about the hand sanitizer. One of the infectious disease doctors oh. was saying... Guys, this is how you do hand sanitizer. So yeah, a lot of so news. We're happening. learning some hygiene. Yes, we if are. nothing else. Wow. So that's that's yeah. That, read that and stay, hear that. And, no, it yeah. actually is really inspiring. Freightways, it's Freightways Insiders. You can subscribe to that, or you can su- subscribe to Freightcast. You'll get every single Freightways podcast. And for you guys who are new to podcasts, subscribe isn't like Netflix. You don't pay money. You just go on Apple Podcasts Free. or Spotify. Subscribe just means you get notifications yep. when they come out, and you create your own playlist. It's not doesn't. I know people like now, and I always want to be cautious to, to newer people because so many like they subscribe to Disney Plus and Netflix yes. and Hulu and Amazon and like People nobody wants another. Yeah. And there are emerging podcast models that are pay. Yeah. And, and this not is, us. This is not. Free. Yeah. yeah free everything stuff. is free. Our As website is, is free. Our TV is free. And Video is free. Well, I was going to say, of course, you, you might want to watch her too because you can watch Freightways Insiders. Yeah. We try to film these. They it used The first 20 or so were on audio, but now we're trying to incorporate as much audio and video components as we can, as you may have noticed in in this booth, this was actually in Craig's office. Yes. Nice location. So Thursday at two o'clock, tune in, Craig Fuller. Um, mm-hmm. it, I'm looking forward to that one. It will, it will be good. Then we close it out again, as Chad and I always do, with "What the Truck" at one p.m. on Fridays, and then round and round we go, like, <laughs> like Rat used to sing. Round and round, round and round. round. Only I'm uh, I'm going on a vacation, so I will oh, not be yes. here. Well, someone yeah. will. Someone. Yeah, someone you'll hold will. down the fort. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Follow her at Emily Zink. That's S C I N K. Follow him, Chad Prevos. At Timothy Dooner, that's D-O-O-N-E-R. Thank you for listening to us on What the Truck! Thank you for all your comments. Adam Shapiro, yeah, he said he's at TCA. No, but he's at Phoenix. Oh. At the Phoenix end. It just ended there, though. I don't know what happened. I hope something in Phoenix. I don't know. I guess it's a little late to the show. A little late to this party, anyway. Hopefully not in Cassandra's house or something. I have no idea. All right, guys. Take it easy. Love you. Bye. Bye.